Now, dumbest, stand over there and face that way. And ugliest, stand over there facing that way. You know That's what, Sean? What? So, Sean, this is, yeah. You go to hell. Oh, fire! Oh, my goodness! What's the procedure? Yo, why don't you take it down in that? There goes Davis! Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! When did you all forsake yourselves? We'll do it live! Welcome, everybody. This is Get to the Point. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon. Uh, this is another installment. We are without fire again. No surprise there. Yeah, not, not really a surprise there, is it, Joe? <laughs> not really. Yeah, I don't care at this point. We get him, we get him. It's not like he can contribute to the content we have going for today because we got some pretty good stuff lined up. I think we do too. But first, you were pretty passionate the other night and <laughs> that you was texted last me yeah. last night. And you texted me about something that you definitely wanted to cover on the show. And I'll just let you dive right into it. Yeah, the, one of my favorite things about doing this show is that we're not really restricted on what we have to talk about, so it allows us to rant openly about things that we don't really like about uh, various things in our in our daily lives. So I have been helping out with the student-run or student-managed broadcasts for the men's and women's basketball games. It's run by Cox Yearview, and it has been an amazing experience. Um, and yesterday this is nothing in relation to cox Yearview or anything like that this was in relation to a student who was observing the process of the broadcast and the production of it so i am typically in the stadium right beside stone freeman the play-by-play guy as the stage manager but this particular game for the first half i was in the control room for the first half, you know, it was awesome. I got to sit and observe. And about, uh, I would say, 15 minutes before the game, a, a random student I've never seen before, professionally dressed, comes and sits down into the control room. Jeff Fountain, who's one of the professors who helps out, says, like, oh, nice to meet you. You know, you can just sit back here and observe. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, typical stuff. I don't really think much of it. I say, hi, how's it going? Don't really stir up in much conversation because I'm focusing and trying to pick up as much stuff as possible. I'm assuming the person to the right of me is also trying to do the same thing. So once tip-off hits, it occurs to me that the person to the right of me is not paying attention. They are instead very focused on their phone, texting, scrolling through Instagram. They did this through the whole entire 20-minute first half. And it absolutely pissed me off sitting there and just thinking to myself like how how did how do they even allow someone to come in in here and sit and do that why are you even here in a professional setting you should never have your damn phone out and i get it occasionally in your if you're in those observing situations you're gonna end up taking your phone out once or twice somebody might text you you might have to respond to something someone might send you something it occasionally does get boring. I get that. But to sit there for a majority amount of the time to be in a professional setting, if you're trying to work in this career field, don't come to the damn thing if you're going to sit on your phone. You could have done that in your goddamn house if you were going to come and sit on your phone. And the one thing I can take away from this thing is that if I am ever in that situation where someone asks to come observe whatever I'm doing in a control room or in a, a production setting, and I catch them on their phone for an extended period of time, I'm just telling them to leave, right? That's That should be what the, the correct protocol is to do in that situation. When we were meeting with um, Dion Kokoros and some of our members were on their phone, I pulled them aside afterwards to tell them that is what you absolutely do not do because it's we all understand, first of all, just a precursor, members of the older generation than us already despise younger people than them on their cell phones. And they're all holding the roles that have, I would say, the most power right now because they've been in the industry very long and they worked their way up. So why would yeah. you yes. create a bad habit for yourself and do crap like that? I just... In addition, bugs the if they're taking the time out of their day to help you and possibly take a chance on you, which in this field is all you ever ask for, being on your phone 
in that situation just signals that you don't care about the setting you're in or what said person has to talk about. And it is infuriating to me just as much as it, as it is you. You just had the most recent occurrence. And if I was the, the speaker and I came back to you or I and I was just talking to him and I saw somebody on their phone, I don't think I would necessarily say get out, but I wouldn't contact that kid. I wouldn't help him out or her out just because they obviously don't have the social presence or graces to understand the situation they're in. I mean, on top of that, too, you can't really trust someone to have the focus they would need in an office setting to not use their phone if they were in the middle of a work day. I just, I, it, again, it's so mind boggling that if you're going into that setting to learn, but just besides the point of, hey, you should use that opportunity to soak up as much stuff as possible. Besides that, how can you not think to yourself, hey, I'm making a horrible impression to somebody that maybe I don't just learn from them, but they give me the opportunity to work on these broadcasts and get paid. How can you think you're setting a good impression? Now, understandably, they were busy and they didn't notice any of that stuff. So it's it's really not uh, a, a huge deal because they didn't notice that this person was on their phone. But in general, it just pisses me off. because Especially because you and I work so damn hard to get where we are right now. And then we got people that just get allowed to, to go show up and observe and then they sit and use their phone. Uh, I'm, do I'm done talking about it, but it just pisses me off. Sully's all pissed. Oh, is he really? <laughs> also, uh, how come everyone else is doing something somewhat serious slash sports related in their photo, <laughs> but I'm on the beach drinking a beer? <laughs> oh, man. You, uh, you open it. Oh, and start talking about what we're getting to next, so our listeners I'm, have an I'm understanding just, I, of what it is. Wow, our Twitter is <laughs> popping off right now. Uh, and this is a great way to transition from a, a serious screw slacker oh. argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love what we're about to do. Oh, uh, we just picked up a bunch of followers too. Oh, okay, folks. What we are going to be implementing now into the show is, I think. We have so many ideas and also so many segments that it's almost to the point where we need two shows to get through it, or we're going to have to start doing like hour long shows. Well, we but already right now, do hour long shows. They're 50 minutes. Okay, so it's yeah. Mm, but we are um, now installing. Oh, wait, Will Pips pissed. We, we snubbed him. How? How can we? Okay. Is it because he did soccer stuff? Okay. Um, no, he's mad that he's not on the list. He's, he didn't make the bracket. All right. Go, go ahead. Well, go I, ahead. I, I, it's a star studded cast, Will Pip. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get a separate text like, dude, you just silly. <laughs> that's a spot on will pip i don't care what you have to say about it no that's but, a great um, will pip i can't i can't do a better will pip go ahead I know, so we're, we're, we're getting to brackets track. now we are probably going to stick to the eight team slash member bracket can i explain where we got the inspiration eh, from? everyone does hurt everyone too. does brackets okay. all right that's fine okay so uh, we just decided we this is another thing that we like to do uh, in our free time where, you know, everyone does top 10 lists or top fives, whereas we're going to be doing brackets and with fire on, he'll be able to settle it in a, a, a three person vote. Whereas today, Joe and I are going to try to be a little diplomatic and the bracket that we had today, just because it's a, you know, our starter here, we're going to be doing a bracket of the WRIU members um, for those that don't know, WRIU is the student net, uh, radio station at the University of Rhode Island. It's a big cast of characters, and Joe and I have been a part of it for three, uh, me three years, Joe four years. Uh, it was it was three and a half. You were about the same. It was, three and a half. We were okay. there for the same amount of time. Now, we're, we're pretty involved with this crew just because we're all kind of going after the same thing. We know a lot about them. So just to start it off, instead of doing, like, sandwiches or top eight sandwiches, which I hope we double back on, because that'll be pretty heated on my end, and Joe saying tool brands, which yes. I don't think Joe can name eight tool brands. I probably could. 
Don't ask me to do it right now. Okay. <laughs> I have to research it first. <laughs> but uh, we decided to go with these members because they support us and we support them. And they're just, they're good dudes, but we just thought it would be fun mm-hmm. to, to set them up at a, at a bracket. I, I think and the other see thing, too, on top. the other thing, too, that makes this really entertaining is because of the career field that we're all working in. Like, we're all friends, we all support each other, but at the same time, there's been periods of time where we've all equally hated each other because one, we're in the sports media field, so we have differing takes and we all argue on various things. And two, we're all super competitive, so the love is still there, but it's just, it, it, it's something that we're deciding the fate of the most competitive people we know at our school that we worked closely with. So they're going to be losing their mind right now. Our Twitter's blowing up because we did this and we tagged them in these tweets. I'm not, we haven't even taken the time to read to get to the point Twitter, but the chat is also going to be blowing up the minute that we publish this too. It's a, it is <laughs> Toronto just said Sully arguing with Sean, uh, who literally made this content for fun, should be an automatic DQ. <laughs> <laughs> so we posted the tweets and the matchups, the first round matchups, real time, uh, right before we started this show. Just because we didn't want them to have to wait too long. But those are the only tweets we're going to be sending out. And then those that are listening to this will get to figure out who advances and who ends up as the winner. So our first matchup here, uh, we'll go with the one in the eighth seed. Jack O'Mara versus Ryan Sullivan. Jack O'Mara. Joe, do you want to – I'll talk about Sully. You can talk about Jack. So I think it's pretty clear cut why Jack ended up being the one seed – it was a very close call between the one, the two, and the three. I would say, it, it, in my opinion, I don't I know say about one you. through four. Yeah, one through four. Okay. I'd say, I would say it's a one A, one B, one C, one D situation for all one through four. So guys, don't get too up in a fuss because you didn't end up as number one. Reason why we ended up picking Jack. Right now, he's doing amazing work with uh, uh, with a, a minor league hockey team. If I am correct, Ducks. yeah, the Danbury Ducks doing an incredible job, but. Jack always was just an amazing resource um, and also just very, very, very talented as a broadcaster. Great person, was always willing to help and, and, and pretty much ask. I mean, all four of these guys are, have the same attributes, I would argue. Our number two seed's a little bit different than the other three. But Jack, again, just easily one of the most talented people that's come out of WRIU in the past few years, I would not be shocked if he ended up somewhere big. And I think that the the really it factor that comes with Jack is that he does uh, a, one of the hardest sports, if not the hardest sport to commentate, which is the hockey. hardest. Yeah, it's it, the hardest. It is so fast moving. And I remember as a freshman and him as a sophomore being an absolute awe. I thought he was a senior. I thought he was an upperclassman when I commentated a game with him as a color commentator. I was shocked. By how well he was doing, it, or not shocked in the sense that it, like I didn't expect him to be good, but he sounded like a straight up professional. Like you could have been listening to an NHL call on the radio. He's that good of a, a hockey broadcaster. I've also heard him do baseball during the summers with the uh, Danbury. I forget which. Uh, summer league team that he did it with, but still, just amazing the stuff that he's done. Number eight, Ryan Sullivan. You said Jack O'Mara had the it factor. I said Ryan Sullivan had the it factor. I originally had him at Sully number doesn't five. Belong on the li- but doesn't belong I was, on this list. That you're out of your mind. Go ahead, I, introduce I, him. I was vetoed down, and I had to fight for him to even you be on the list. You put him at five. That doesn't make any sense. I love he you, the Sully, it factor. But, uh, go he ahead. has a, a four, what for the region that he, he said, was in. For the reason he was passionate, he was heated, he didn't give an F, dude. He had blatant bias, which was good and bad on the radio. (laughs) National show, blatant bias, bad. Regional show in Rhode Island, good, because he has a huge bias for Boston sports. And the blow me line, which is one of the best, most intriguing do you think I need two to bleep seconds that? of radio that I've ever had? No, they had to file a report and give, it, give him an official suspension. Where if it was you, me, or anybody else on the list, they would have just said, "Don't do it again." <laughs> but Ryan Sullivan had the ability to bring out 
everybody's demons. And that is why he got suspended for a week. And that is why I believe he should have made the list. Joe, it's a tough matchup with number one, Jack O'Mara. And if we're going to go down to it uh, about who's advancing between this matchup, uh, I'll let you make your selection first. Uh, I just want to say, in reference to you talking about the whole cursing thing on air, I accidentally played a song that it was like a Drake song, multiple F-words and other expletives within... I would say 15 seconds of the intro of the song, and I immediately switched the song. No one said a thing to me. No, no one cared. Uh, just sort of reference how people reacted to Sully when he did that. Like, I have to give it to Jack. Jack is obviously more deserving of this. My reasoning why why Sully doesn't deserve to be on this list, and I, I thought Sully also did an amazing job when he did hockey games. He was someone I thought was also uh, more of an upperclassman until I realized he was only a year older than me. But my problem with him being on this list is he's the only guy that had no intention of working in the sports media field and that is currently not at all working in the sports media field. And then also, you just said that managed to find a way to complain about making the list even though he didn't really belong on the list <laughs> in the first place. He, right now he's working for a staffing company. He, I just don't think that... It, Will Pip should have been oh. the eight seed. I I stand by the fact that Will Pip should have been the eight seed. If Will Pip goes on WRU and says something half as entertaining as Sully saying "blow me," then I will put him on the list. Look, I get it. Will has not been around as long, and we were not as exposed to Will as much as we were to Sully. Emphasis on the word "exposed." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I still think that. That Will has has better media chops than than Sully. I don't know. I thought Sully was just uncensored, and I also don't give him the credit because he is currently not working in the the media field. I think that is a has fine, to be a fine, huge fine. knock on fine. on him. Okay, Jack versus Sully. You chose Jack. Yeah, I'll take Jack also. So Sully. Okay. He made the list. Okay, so are you happy now, Joe? Yeah, right, off the list. Would write you that taken, on your scratch paper. Would you take a Willie Pip over Jack O'Mara? No, but I think that the, okay. the it's a premise. Will Pip was very clearly upset on Twitter. Good luck explaining that to He's him. He's not very clearly upset. He is clearly I, he listens, upset. When he listens to this, he'll he'll have my explanation. I said Sully had the it factor. Okay, so next telling, matchup. Wait, wait, so you're telling Will Pip you don't have the it factor. I'm not saying that. Sully had a bigger it factor. Sully was so entertaining on air. He's not using it, though. He's not using it. Why does it matter? Right? Get to the get to the next seating. Don't you? No, 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 no. You're the one that went off the on, on the Will Pip tangent. I'm, I'm I, controlling I this. Feel next for matchup. Will Pip. Do you? <laughs> okay. Josh Toronto versus Kevin Wainer. Two versus seven. Josh Toronto two seed. Kevin Wainer seven seed. Josh Toronto. Do you, want me to, do you want me to introduce Josh? You introduce Josh. I'll introduce Kevin. So Josh, Make it a little shorter, a little more concise. Josh did a lot of work early on with WRU. And then he, I don't know the exact roles, but he's in charge of, he's the general manager right now, but he had a, an extended period of time where he had a leadership role. He contributed a lot. He helped a lot. And he ended up, I think he does a little bit more sports uh, power half hour than he does actual games. I can't remember the last time he actually did a game, but the the reason why he doesn't do as many games is because he is currently interning for 98.5, the sports hub in Boston, which is just huge to take that leap uh, or he's interning with them. That just to take that leap and be able to work there. Stone Freeman also worked there. And I, I think that the reason why Josh really truly deserves this two seed is because he has that ad administrative and also production side that really gives him a, a huge leg up on some other people. And I'm not saying everyone else doesn't have that production knowledge, but he is by far further away than most people. Now, Jack is, uh, I wish I included this for Jack for I'd say Jack has easily the most knowledge of audio and audio editing. I, because we took a, an advanced Out audio editing. Yeah. Um, okay, fair. Yeah, out of this eight, I because he took an advanced audio editing class with you and I. Josh was is is behind him because he took the original course, ended up dropping it because that course kicked the crap out of everyone's GPA. But still, he has that production experience with a, a huge radio station in Boston. So huge leg up to him. Great guy again. Same thing as Jack. Always willing to help people. Works very very hard. 
Seven seed Kevin Wainer. I can't say enough good things about this guy. He is a class act first. He can do any job you need. He can do play-by-play, color, hosting. He can run the board. He can carry on a conversation on Sports Power Half Hour. He's good administratively. Um, and is the only knock I have for him is that he's just not as electric on the mic in this matchup versus Toronto. And I want to focus on the on-the-mic stuff. That's that's my focus okay. in this bracket. And Josh, when he gets on the mic, he has phenomenal baseball knowledge. He knows all about uh, New England sports. Kevin knows all about New York sports, but I think Josh is a little more electric on the mic. Uh, Kevin, uh, obviously, I, you know, he's going to do great things, but I have to take Josh in this matchup. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Kevin. I, I I love him. He's currently taking over for Sean's role in the club that we started and already doing a, a, a great, great job. But, you know, I think Kevin can agree with us in saying that he wants to more work in the back end things, more in PR and in marketing and media and that side from the conversations I've had with Kevin works very, very hard. I do have to give the slight leg up to Josh just because Josh has been around for longer. He is a little bit more dove into, if that's a word, the radio side of things. That's the only real knock I would give is that a little bit more energy from Josh, a little bit more compelling to listen to Josh. But I think the biggest one, the biggest difference here is the 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 intention on on what they're focusing on because you know Kevin does it because he from what I understand because he enjoys it he likes hanging out with us he's good friends with all of us he wants to be a, a contributor but I, he knows and I think we all know that he he's not working towards becoming a, a media personality so I, I would I'm gonna have to give that to Josh sorry Kevin still love you no need to apologize they're all grown men they can all take it they know this is all for fun. Next okay. matchup, number three seed Stone Freeman versus number six seed Tyler Cruz. And number six seed Tyler Cruz has already addressed his qualms with this What this did matchup. he say? What did, wait, wait, read what I he think said. He twi- I think, uh, Twitter, he said, um, let me find it now. Um, thanks, Joe. So Stone Freeman okay. in the three That's slot is from the same class as... Jack O'Mara, and he's currently the play-by-play voice for Cox Yearview, so I've gotten to work with him a bunch for these games for women's and men's basketball. He was always a stand-up guy. Uh, Stone is, is another example of someone who I thought he was a senior when I came in as a freshman, and I didn't fully realize that he was only a year older than me, and he blew me away also from hearing him the first time and the impact that he was able to have right off the bat and the, the way that he's just in general able to command a room and and work as a as a media personality now i understand you putting him as a three and i think in terms of voice i would probably put him at the top but in terms of energy and who's the most interesting to listen to i think the three fits nicely for him because he's a play-by-play he's a host it's not like a he's not like you or i we're we're more our voices aren't as good and we're just trying to piss people off Cruz stated, bogus matchup plus no barstool mention. Tyler Cruz, the sixth seed. You could say a lot about Tyler Cruz. He does run the Barstool Roadie account at URI, which is huge content for the school. Uh, He has a voice that reaches out to, I mean, thousands and thousands of students. So he is able to handle that pressure. Uh, He does a lot of good work in the Rhode Island sports media field. He's the shocker. He became a grinder. He is also very charismatic on the microphone and on TV. He has that barstool type. He's very charismatic, and he brings that type of energy to a broadcast or to just a, a production side of things that you have to match. He's like, like I think it was um, someone was stating that when they were working with Jack Black that you always had to match his energy. And that's something that I think Tyler Cruz has with him because he has such a good energy. Now, this is a very tough matchup because you have the super experienced and very polished Stone Freeman versus the energetic, a little wilder Tyler Cruz. And uh, Joe, who is your vote going for? Uh, I, I, I'm picking Stone. I don't know if... 
You know, I'm not going to even say you, no offense. Cur, cur, this is a landslide in, in favor of Stone. I just... Wow. I... I I think Cruz is very entertaining, but I think he's a landslide. He's very disorganized, uh, and I don't know if. Yeah, I, I just have to give the, the 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 props to Stone. I think Stone's clearly the, the the better head in this. He's had more of an administrative role with WRIU. He's had more of an impact on the school. Um, I think Cruz getting barstool banned from the Ryan Center is a huge <laughs> negative hit on him. You know, time and place. You got to know that stuff. <sighs> well, I guess that's fair after all the trash that Cruz talked about you behind your back at Gresh. So, um, uh, ha ha, good one. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I think this is a lot closer than, than you think. <laughs> good one. I think this is a lot closer than you think. Um, for entertainment value, I would go with Cruz, but for all around radio and broadcasting, I'm going to have to stay chalk here and go with Stone. And he's just polished. He is very good play by play. He's just, he's very good. And he has that authority. And also, Tyler Cruz post about the meals that he cooks on twitter so i'm going with stone stone will be advancing i also think that the other thing i would like to throw in production knowledge in here now stone has he might think he has production knowledge but similar to cardi oh geez he has very little production knowledge when it comes to audio uh a little bit better with video from what i what i can tell uh but from experience with Cruz, very very little production knowledge from what i've experienced so I think that's also a, a huge negative in terms of argumentation. Why are you making it negative? Okay. I think that's a negative if you don't know how to... Fine, 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 fine. fine. Cut fine. and things. Let's get a job. Last matchup of the first round. The four-seed Nick Cardi versus the five-seed Nolan Riley. Joe, I will be handling Cardi. You will be handling Nolan. <laughs> So start it um, off for us. I think uh, Remember, Nolan is comparative to your white bread in this situation. Uh, he's Jeez. very simple. He gets the job done, has a good voice, is very clear and concise in his, his speaking, not overly entertaining, not overly exciting, doesn't really do anything that makes me go, go, oh, wow, I really, you know, I'm really into listening to what he has to say, but I will listen to what he has to say. The reason why I say white bread is just, Again, a little bland. Um, I think the five seed is very. It's a little harsh, fair. <laughs> Why is that harsh? It's just harsh. You're being too harsh now. Why am I being harsh? Because you I told know me to be honest. <laughs> fine, be you know what? Be honest. That's fine. That's you fine. be honest. <laughs> you be honest. I had Cardi at my three seed. I had him <laughs> over Stone, and you made me put him down to four. Okay, we so have now to compromise the cats out of the here. I think Cardi is phenomenal. Cardi is the four C. Cardi, Cardi knows how to stir the pot. He is the best igniter in this entire group. And not only that, he stands his ground. He stood his ground against every single one of these men in the studio, and he did it well. He has a good voice, Joe. You don't like his voice? I do. I don't think he has a... Eh. That's, but that's more than that. More than that, he produces content... Okay. Every time he's on, and he has very, very good radio instincts. I'm casting my vote right now in this 4-5 matchup. People are predicting an upset. I'm going with Nick Cardi uh, to move on. I would like to pick Nolan here. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give you Cardi. I agree with you that I'm going to give you Nick Cardi. Nick, Nick Cardi has worked himself up and in, in, improved his, uh, his draft stock, if you will, over the past few years because... He used to not be as good as he is now, but I, I do give him props for working hard and improving. Fine. Cardi moves on. Chalk all across the board. Cardi, let me just pencil this in. Man, we're going to okay. piss all these guys off. <laughs> you are. I'm Why? not. Why? Because I'm not knocking them. I Okay, it's fine. Well, how are you supposed to make an argument if you can't pull out the negative? I don't know. R just some people are good at debate. Some people aren't. Okay. Do you want to start with the, the two? You want to start with the Josh Stone matchup or the Jack Cardi matchup? Uh, let's go uh, Josh Stone first. It's a um, long segment. That that'll probably be fast. Well, they already know everybody by now, 
So Jack Cardi, we'll start with that. Wait, it's it's Jack O'Mara and Nick Cardi, one four. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with Jack here. You can just I'm cast gonna, a vote now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep sticking with Jack. I don't think there's any reason to not ride him as the 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 favorite in in any matchup. Yeah, I'll stick with Jack too. Okay, Josh versus Stone. I'm gonna go with Stone here. Just for really? the, I think Stone has more on-air experience, and I think that that is a deciding factor. I am going with Josh. I think Josh is more well-rounded in his sports knowledge. I think Josh has been a little bit better, a little bit better on the Sports Power Half Hour. Um, I think Josh, he is multifaceted and I know Stone can do stand-ups and I know Stone can do Sports Power Half Hour and Stone can do the broadcasting but I have to go with Josh just because I think he has that leg up in the sports knowledge department. All right, so Which, how do we settle this? What do you mean how do you settle this? Are you are you that Yeah, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with Stone. I think Stone's done more. He's been around more. He's interned more places. He's done a lot of big things with uh larger networks if you will. In Rhode Island and also in New England, I think you know, I think more experience has to go in favor of Stone. All right. Do you want me to flip a coin? Yeah, what do you want to co- do? Just flip a coin. Do you have a coin? I can get a coin in like two seconds. Okay. Get All a right, coin. Give me then. like two seconds. This is going to take longer than two seconds. <laughs> I hope to anyone. Oh, he's running away. I hope to anyone though that is listening. Uh, the, those that were a part of the bracket. <laughs> I I I I'm not saying I'm apologizing, but I I did not mean to be overly harsh. But <laughs> I have the coin. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Now I'm gonna film this so no one thinks that there's chicanery afoot. All right. All right. So if anybody is requesting to see the 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 true video, they can. What do heads for Toronto? Yes. Tails for Stone. Yes. Heads, Toronto. Okay, all right. All so right. one, 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 two. Yep, one, two. I'm still sticking with Josh, or not Josh, uh, Jack rather. I'm still sticking with Jack. I have to keep keep riding the guy that that got me this far. Clear, obvious one seat on both of our boards. Jack O'Mara. You know, I am going to give the nod to Jack. Because he can do a hockey play-by-play better than anybody that I've been uh, in person with. He okay. is stellar. And I'm giving that to him unequivocally. And, I mean, Josh, he's heard me. I've made that case for Josh. And I can continue to make it if I wanted to. But pure talent, and we're going with pure... He just... He can do it. So I'm going with Jack as the winner okay all right so jack o'mara is the decided winner of the first bracket challenge we've done on get to the point did we just spend 35 minutes on that yes we just spent 33 minutes oh my goodness discussing no no no, the the whole show's been 33 minutes but uh, the phone conversation was about five Mm. Ah. phone conversation the, the, the thing oh, about the... Oh, the, I, oh, I yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, that. let's get into some sports. Um, first on the docket that's got everybody's attention is the fight that broke out um, between Kansas and Kansas State uh, in their men's basketball game. And a block to finish. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This is a punch call. This is bad. This is exciting. And I had the privilege uh, to be cutting this audio at my job uh, because I was assigned the Kansas-Kansas State game, and it was supposed to be a very, very easy game. It was supposed to be mellow, the the three seed, the nation, whatever Kansas was. um, You know, they had the big win, and then Kansas State just had to go and try to score before the game was ended. They want to get one more basket, but Silvio D'Souza, D'Souza just blocked the living daylights out of Dewan, Dewan Gordon's shot. 
I mean, it was into the stance. And then if you do that, if you try to score on a team with like three seconds left after getting pummeled, it's kind of a no-no. Right, Joe? Wait, wait, wait. So do you... You are saying that Kansas State is more at fault here? I would argue that... Kansas is more at fault. Like, why do you have to sprint down and try and block a shot? You're you're getting your why butt you have, kicked. It's, why can't you just end the it, Why can't you just end the game without trying to score again? It's just it's not it's Bush like league. it's not like the opposite of the situation where if, if Kansas, Kansas was countering a Bush league score, move, dude, it's Bush league. I I don't know if that's Bush league. I don't. It is Bush league. You're just trying to get a couple extra points. Who gives a crap? You don't need to run that. Those points don't impact the outcome of the game. Why do you have to go down and run down and block that? Why guy's do you have shot? to get him then? Why do you have to get him then? So you feel a little bit better when you leave the building after getting massacred? Wrong. It's Bush League. Okay, all right. So he blocks the shot, stands over him, and then the fight ensued after Kansas State, I guess, had a problem with that. The brawl was fantastic. I mean, bodies, tons of people. It was, for a casual fan, I mean, it's a rivalry. You're like, wow, this is this is something right here. But on the other end, you're like, this really didn't need to happen at all. And the NCAA, especially the Big 12, came down with some punishments. Um, they gave Silvio D'Souza 12 games because he was um, caught infamously now holding the stool over his head in menacing fashion. He didn't swing the stool. He decided in that moment, which I'll give props to him, to drop the stool and not swing it. He shouldn't have even raised it in the first place. But to have that kind of self-control to, to do that, I'll give him a nod there. 12 games, fair. Wait, Kansas, wait, David wait, wait, McCormick you just will miss gave two the nod games. to the guy who picked up a chair? Uh, Joe, if you're in that situation and you have a stool over your head and you decide, oh, hey, maybe I should just you set this down and simmer down. You still yeah, but you didn't do anything. You had malicious. You uh, had at one point malicious intent, and then uh, okay, you let so the, the angel on your shoulder. If you tell point you a gun it. at somebody's head and then put the gun down, are you still at fault for putting a? You're still it's gonna be remembered better as than the guy. The guy. Who it's still a better than shooting the guy. I'm just saying, it's still better than shooting him. Correct? Ah, uh, I, 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 I already am, said he was in the wrong. I'm very shocked by your. But I can your applaud voiced opinions on this game. This uh, a completely <laughs> adrenaline up, testosterone up guy our age to say, "Hey, I shouldn't do this," even if the whole act was wrong. Yeah. I, I will, sta- go ahead. Go ahead. No, what were you saying? You no, no. I was just going to go on to the next suspension. No, finish up with the discussing the rest of the suspensions, and we'll get into it. Okay, Kansas David McCormick will miss two games. Kansas State James Love will miss eight games. Kansas State Antonio Gordon will miss three games. And these suspensions, I believe, are warranted. I believe that, I mean, they should be suspended. It was a major fight in a game, and a lot of people, it wasn't just on the court. It spread into uh, a section of of media members, I believe, or just uh, fans that paid to sit in that section. If it spreads to the fans, it should be heavier. it should be heavier suspensions. I think that D'Souza got an extra four games because he held the stool over his head, and that's just a terrible image for the NCAA and especially Kansas basketball. I think the suspensions are all fair, and I, I still think that Kansas State ignited this. I think that D'Souza said, no, we just whooped you. Now you're trying to get a cheap bucket on our uh, – and- you just don't do that. You just don't go and try and do I, that. At the end I, of the game. I don't understand why you're so hung up on a team that was losing. That was it's just an unwritten rule of basketball, just, Joe. It's, but we're not talking about the opposite. Did, if it did, was did, the opposite that Kansas was desperately trying to score more points after already having a huge lead up on Kansas State, I would be agreeing with you. That is bush league to add on and to rub in uh, an already clear victory. I don't understand why you're knocking them for wanting to score points when they're down. Why is that such a big deal? It w- The time was running out. He was just dribbling the ball. That's all he was doing. He was just letting the clock run out. We can all get back to our, our benches. Didn't, but it's an unwritten wanna, rule in basketball, Joe. They do, you didn't not, wanna, do, do you just not know about the rule? Is that the deal? I, it's not that I don't know about the rule, but I understand sports. If I'm getting the crap kicked out of me, I'm not just going to sit there and take it. But why, then you should have done something I, about it in, in the last four minutes and not when it's the last seconds of the game when the guy's got his guard completely down. 
I don't know. I don't blame someone for not wanting to stand there and watch somebody dribble away the game. Obviously, oh there's nothing gosh. you can do and get back into that game, but still. They lost by 30. D'Souza is clearly in the wrong for blocking the shot. That was completely That's unnecessary. so incorrect. Even, That's but so even incorrect. If he, okay, okay. I, uh, understandably, even if it's this huge big deal that he knocks the ball away and he tries to go down and score, if, if that's some huge unwritten rule that you're claiming is a thing, even if that's the case, why the hell did D'Souza have to go down there and make this statement and start the whole thing? Because not him going down to, to uh, hit a layup, that's not what, what incited this. It was D'Souza trying to make the block. That no, was what it was him it. trying to make the layup. It's an unwritten rule of basketball. You get your ass beat, and then you just go and get your ass beat. You don't try to make yourself a hero at the end of the game by getting a, a that is stupid the most layup. Backwards thing I have ever heard. You're so wrong. Well, I, I'm not I, wrong. I, I didn't. I didn't even know the talking point that we were gonna have for this. I thought we were just gonna discuss it for a little bit. But now you're you're really starting to, to piss me off that you don't understand that you don't do that at the end of the game after you just got your ass whipped. If you wanted to score on him, you should have done it during the first 38 minutes of the game, not when it's down to 10 seconds left and you're just dribbling okay, the again, ball. Again, and I, I said this. I said this. I understand if you're trying to say that that is an unwritten rule, but why is it necessary to sprint down and block a shot? Because I've seen that happen tons of times in games where people have tipped away. A ball from someone who's sitting there and dribbling and trying to kill the clock, and they've gone down and scored. And I don't no know, one Joe. has reacted to it. How come a pitcher uh, will plunk uh, one of the other team's batters, and then the other pitcher from the team that got plunked will pl uh, plunk another batter? How, how, how come different... that happens? It's really not. <sighs> it's really not. That's a different you concept. You do something, it, it draws a reaction. Every know, action I, has I, a reaction, right? I, and if yeah, you do a stupid yeah. action, like steal the ball and try to get a layup at the end of the game, you're going to get a reaction. It says, no, 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 you didn't score enough during this game when we were trying. You don't get to get another basket on our court when we weren't. But even on top of that, it's a rivalry game. This is a huge rivalry it's for these two teams. It's a respect thing. It's not a okay, but you're playing your rival. Respect goes out the window when you're playing your rival. You're gonna try and get those extra points so the loss doesn't look as bad. Jump the loss by thirty points. I, just because you don't want to sit there and lose by thirty points doesn't mean like doesn't mean you're some ungodly breaking some. You're doing some horrendous act in a, in a sporting event. I just I am utterly shocked because I have not heard a single person have that same take of the fact that. Uh, Kansas State was in the wrong for just trying to score an extra layup. They were. I, don't, uh, I will say D'Souza was wrong for throwing punches. D'Souza was wrong for picking up the stool. The Kansas State uh, players were wrong for starting a fight. The Kansas players were wrong for getting in that fight. Everybody in the fight was wrong. But for you to try to steal the ball and then go down and get a layup and then get it packed on uh, – on opposing team's court after you just got blown out by 30 and then get mad that it got blocked because you did something that you don't, you're don't, you not supposed to do, how are you going to be mad? Whatever. I think we're, we're, we're going to... Oh, I just stole this candy from the 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. why, now I'm going to get mad because the clerk tackled me outside the store. That's, why did you tackle you're, me? Wait, wait, so you're comparing why did you tackle me? stealing something to just trying to I'm just to bringing score another points. example to maybe try to open up your eyes to the situation. I, I don't, I, again, I don't think this is some right or wrong clear indication that what trying to score points is a, is a clear wrong thing, but I, they weren't trying to, to score points. They were trying to get a cheap bucket. That's what they were trying uh, to do. They were trying to get, it, it's not a matter of scoring the but two on, points. Well, but it's a matter that, though, of trying cares, to show though? up their loss. Who, who cares if you're trying to get a cheap bucket? Like, why is that such a big deal if you're trying to get because you handily points. whoop their ass joe and for when the, the the second that you're really not you just want to just end the game and then they want to now start playing all hard then that you take a little bit of offense you take ire with that okay so if someone beat the have crap have you ever played if, basketball if someone beat the crap out of you sean and like fought you and beat the crap out of you you would just not fight back at the very, you know, like if you had a little bit of an ounce of energy and you had the opportunity to get another uh, one last swing in, you wouldn't do anything. You would just take it. If it's a mat, okay, I would take it if he's still standing over me. But if he's walking away, uh, putting on his jacket, I'm not going to go up and try to hit him in the back of the head, which is what, what? Kansas State did. If, okay. If if Kansas uh, were to have driven and missed a shot, 
and then Kansas State were to have gone and tried to do that, fine. But if you're just sitting there and the guy's like, okay, I'm just going to dribble it out or okay, I'm just going to put my jacket on, this fight is over, that doesn't mean you, you go up and you punch him in the back of the head when he's walking away. All right, well, agree to disagree. No, I'm right. On this. We're agreeing to disagree on this. So I'm not. The... Other thing that I'm we're not. just we're the other thing we're discussing here in in the the sphere of basketball is Zion Williamson, the electric player for Duke last year, who is now a member of the New Orleans Pelicans, is Orleans. sorry la, rather last night made his debut for the Pelicans and he had a pretty good performance despite having a slow start to the game. Zion stepping back, pulling the trigger and hitting a three. Good-looking shot, stepped in with confidence. Here's a lob to Zion, and he finishes over DeRozan. Five straight for the rookie. Here's Zion against Aldridge. Gets it back. Zion for four for four! Welcome to the NBA! 22.7 rebounds, three assists, and then the big thing that a lot of people were harping on is the fact that he went four for four from the three-point line and I would not say this is up there in terms of overall debuts but it still is a very very good debut for Zion Williamson and I think the other thing too though Sean here is that that type of performance from Williamson is really going to provide a spark for the NBA because I don't know if you agree with me on this one or not but right now the NBA is starving for storylines because it's it's been pretty bland. It's been overshadowed by the NFL. Big time. I mean, the NBA is a, is a dump this year. I mean, you have the two teams in Los Angeles. You have Westbrook in Houston, and you have Giannis. And everyone else is just fighting and scrapping, and it's just they're playing competitive basketball. Now, you might say that's good for the league, but if you're looking for entertainment value, it's not that entertaining. The most entertaining things are just in-game dunks or blocks or assists or three-pointers. Now, Zion coming back, and this is why I had him as my possible rookie of the year in the uh, episode we did with Lorenzo, is because he is super electric, and he he just, he's fun to watch, and everyone likes watching him, and he's just a, a charismatic player, and he's just really good, and I think that with him coming back, the ratings in the NBA, it's not like they're going to skyrocket because he's still in New Orleans, but they'll help. it'll help, because everyone, Zion is must-see TV. He is early LeBron. He is Steph Curry when he was just raining threes on any anybody's head. And he's just the new must-see TV. I mean, you could say you could talk about for days how good Giannis Antetokounmpo is. But it's not like I'm looking up for when the Bucks are playing. And he has highlights every single game. But that's just people over the over the country aren't doing that. Zion is different because he has that type of factor where everyone's just kind of wondering what's he gonna do tonight? What's he gonna do tonight? Yeah, I think so, Zion, I, I, yeah. yeah, Zion's really the the next wave of not superstar in the sense of talent and and, and confirming that he's going to be a superstar in, in the NBA because there's obviously the injury concern. We don't know for sure if his body is going to be able to hold up at, with his frame and his size, depending on if he can slim down properly and also correct some things in his movement and his ability to move properly so he doesn't have continual injury issues. But the one thing that does give him a huge advantage right now is his charisma, his energy, what he brings in terms of attention from people all over the place. He, th this kid was a phenom on YouTube in high school, and that momentum has carried since his time in high school. And to have that much momentum going for you is unheard of. I mean, the last comparative person was probably... LeBron to have that much momentum and attention and that was way before social media and the internet and all those various technological advancements we've had over the past few years because ultimately that stuff is what gets you the most attention as an athlete I mean talking about Giannis no one really knew who Giannis was and everyone thought he was going to be a nobody in the league because of how late he was drafted he was coming from another country it took him a little bit until he was actually the superstar MVP quality player that he is now but Zion right away is is really giving a lot of hype to his situation and also the New Orleans Pelicans and maybe he doesn't even play that many games Orleans. this year. What did I say? Sorry. Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. 
Pelicans. And damn it, you guys completely knocked me off what I was in the middle of saying. Regardless, though, very, very entertaining to watch. Even if he doesn't play the remaining games of the season, which I would assume not, I'm going to assume that they're going to give him very limited playing time for an extended period of time. And they're probably going to use the whole load management philosophy on him because they don't want to overwork him and deal with a career-ending injury in his first year. But still, fun to watch. The way he dunks, the way he he, he plays, it, just a ton of energy. And the NBA desperately needs that right now. It needs it because it's just the same crap it's been over the past few years. Oh, you know, LeBron James, he's starting to get old. He's not as fun. He's not as entertaining. Anthony Davis is hurt and has not really been on the court as much as you want. And then Kawhi Leonard's not even freaking playing right now because of load management and all that, that whole controversial issue because he's not even on the court, so you can't even guarantee if you're going to be seeing him in every single game of the Clippers because they're looking down the line towards the playoffs. And in general, that's impacting a lot of other playoff teams too. Yeah, the West, uh, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers, you now have the Mavericks with Doncic. And you have the Rockets, and those, those the only those are four teams out of the eight that are any anything entertaining. The Jazz are a good team. The Nuggets are a good team. OKC is surprising everybody, and the Spurs are a good team. Well, they're twenty and twenty three. The West is a mess right now, and the Pelicans are seventeen and twenty eight, eighteen and a half games back. So there's no need to go out there and just rush him into it. It's you're not gonna make the playoffs this year, New Orleans. You're not. So just let him get his reps, let him get his work, and then next year you pick up somebody on uh, free agency side, and you guys are you'll you guys will be set. I mean, the East isn't any any better either. And Bucks, let's be Heat, honest, Raptors, the, the Pelicans yeah. should be playing in the East if the freaking conference seating or no, the conference geographical map was actually properly done. But you know that's a completely separate issue <laughs> well let's see how much they are back from the eight seed there oh they're only four games back from the eight seed actually yeah, New they, Orleans, they, maybe you should make that push yeah there's a lot of people are, are saying that if zion can give them that kind of a spark and push them into that eight seed watching them play against the lakers that'll be must-see tv now the lakers are probably sweep them but still, it'll be a, a very compelling matchup, and again, something that they desperately need in the NBA because it'll have some more eyes on them. And that's are eighteen and twenty-four in the eight seed in the East. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like uh, it's such a dumpster fire on the East, and like they're not getting KD back. Kyrie Irving's a, a, the biggest clown in the NBA. Well, probably des- would deserve the Clown of the Year award from us because of how much of a pain in the ass he is for the. Freaking nuts again. Uh, he's separate not a issue. bigger clown than AB. But yeah. speaking of clowns, we're on to Clown of the Week, and we both have hockey clowns. Okay, you just did this I, to piss me off, but I'm. I'll, let me hit mine. You want to hit yours first? Because mine. Yeah. Okay, you hit yours first. So mine's a fun story here. So if anyone does not know much about hockey or its mascots, I fully encourage you to go look up the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. His name is Gritty. He is easily the most disturbing mascot, but also the most entertaining. One of the best. Are you? What's that? The Oklahoma that? State Cowboy is so much more disturbing than Gritty. Or the that weird baby that the Pelicans have. That thing's yeah. pretty disturbing too. All, Go look up they, a picture of that too. There's a lot of weird ones. The tree from Stanford, but Gritty is. I like the tree. Uh, you yeah. don't like the cardinal? I just I think love it's the a, cardinal. I think it's goofy looking. I love the cardinal. I do like it, and if anyone recalls playing the older NCAA games where you used to be able to play as the mascots, I always picked the tree. Going back to the The talking about... What? It's not just called the tree, it's called the cardinal. I know it's called the cardinal, but it is a physical tree with no arms. Okay, I didn't say a tree. So Gritty, though, for those that don't know Gritty, he's easily one of the most entertaining mascots in all of sports. Oh, yeah. Now he's disturbing looking, but still has a very good presence on social media. It's fun to follow. Obviously, different people play him, but still, he has this very entertaining, odd, awkward charisma to him. Now, there's a story that was, and I'm getting my information from the Philadelphia Inquirer, that was published that Gritty is in trouble and being investigated by the police in Philadelphia for punching a 13-year-old boy in the back. And I thought this was funny because, like, God damn it, Gritty, can you just not 
do dumb stuff. Like, can Philadelphia mascots just not get in trouble for physically harming people? <laughs> but I went and read it, read this, and the real clown in this situation is the father of the 13-year-old boy. Because I'm reading through this thing, and the the general consensus here is that essentially what happened is that there was a season ticket holder event where they could come and get a picture with Gritty, and they sat in line for a little bit of time, him and his son. They go up to take a picture. Uh, son, like hits Gritty in the head when they're walking away. Now, I don't know the uh, how aggressive it was, but Gritty did not recall him actually hitting the kid. He doesn't, there was no one, no proof or evidence, but Gritty did say someone did repeatedly hit him in the head. So he repeatedly, he hits him in the head. So it sounds like this 13 year old kid was undisciplined, smacking a large adult in a, in a, in a mascot costume in the head. And then apparently, Gritty charged at him and punched him in the back. So then this resulted in the father reaching out to those who sponsored the event and ran the event and trying to explain his displeasure with the event. One of his complaints though was the was the fact that the picture was poor quality and that Gritty wasn't looking at the camera. <laughs> but I don't know what you're expecting here. He's the most oddball mascot. He's not gonna look at the freaking camera. But besides the fact, this father then takes his son to a chiropractor and gets a diagnosis. And, uh, like, the the diagnosis was just a, 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 a bone or a contusion, which is a bruise on his back, which I think is complete overkill that you're bringing a chiropractor in it. I, I just think this is a typical situation of an entitled parent who, in my opinion, is the clown in the situation. If you're bringing your kid around Gritty, know that he's probably going to hit your kid. Not as hard as you probably made it seem, <laughs> but he's going to touch your kid. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> nice. <laughs> he is going to... Not your kid's so business. <laughs> Not just kids. There's a good chance that a mascot like Gritty or the Philadelphia Fanatic will likely rough you up. That's just... It's just what's going to happen. You can't complain. Don't... Don't show up to take a picture and not expect to get <laughs> physically assaulted. <laughs> okay, my... And, and then play it up. Go ahead. <laughs> my clown of the week in the latest NHL power rankings. The Washington Capitals sitting at number one. And the proclaimed going to be the, the best team in the NHL. New, Jer New Jersey Devils are sitting at number 29. Now, folks, I'll let you take a wild guess at who claimed that the New Jersey Devils were going to be the best team in the NHL for the past two years. I, I did not say they were going to be the best team in the NHL. I said they were going to be a playoff team and they were going to be You said they were going to win the Stanley Cup. You said they, they were going to win the okay. Stanley Cup. They don't need to be the best team in the NHL to do that. We saw that with the St. Louis Blues. But the... Mm. Any team implodes. Everyone thought the freaking Cleveland Browns were going to be... No, winning not the Super me. Bowl. Not you. Sue me, okay? They I suck. Call you I don't know what to tell you. I've been dealing with wanted. New York and New Jersey teams sucking over the past 10 years. You know what? I don't care anymore because I know eventually no. No, there will care. be a turnaround. Oh, okay. Just like Washington sports will have its own fallout. The Capitals okay. will suck eventually when Sovechkin retires. Well, and so will the Nationals. And you'll be dealing with the same damn thing that I deal with on a daily basis. And when the when teams in New York are winning championships, I will be the yeah. one laughing in the next 10 years. Okay. You think it's going to be 10? All right. I just yeah, want to point out that, that my hockey team is number one and Joe's self-proclaimed Stanley Cup champion. World so who's Stompers. the clown? Is it, Am I the or clown? 29. Yeah, are you're the Are the clown. devils the clown? Okay. Both. Both. You're an ass. Now, to wrap this show up, this wonderful show, full of screaming and yelling, let's all just sit down and relax, talk about some shower pissers. We've finally completed the offensive side of the ball. Now, we have moved to defense. Specifically, we'll be starting with defensive ends. I can't believe you think that you're going to get through this segment without me screaming and yelling at you. I can't believe you just opened with that because you have the worst pick I have you've had in this whole process, but continue. Joe, yet again. Joe, I'm using my calm voice right now, and you are okay. 
seemingly irritated. Uh, yes. <laughs> Joe? Those are two straight attacks on my character. The, 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 the one that you're about to announce and the one from Clown of the Week. These are attacks on my character. Oh, I'm just going to announce okay. Joe's. Okay. Because okay. he went yet again with the easiest selection. He went with... Is that not the objective? Is to pick someone who is a clear-cut shower pisser? Is that not the... How about you challenge yourself? And think about... Go into the mind and think who would who would have really done it. You could have chosen Von Miller, who was less obvious than he, Michael Bennett. He's an Bennett. outside linebacker. He's an outside linebacker. I yeah, would have he picked up on the line. He, he's got a hand in the dirt. He's, a, stand, he's a stand-up rusher. He's hands in the dirt plenty. I, okay, but he's, he's considered an outside you linebacker. You could have chosen Frank Clark... Frank he's a better choice been than, than Michael, Michael Bennett, Bennett is a great pick. He's very because it's the unkept, easy pick. If fire was beard, on, and he also it, it, has a, a fiery see. personality. Fiery. The same. Okay. The same logic I've. I gone. think he has more of an apathetic personality. Than he fiery. has both though. He has both though. He has got a very laid back, apathetic, I don't care mentality. Not in like a lazy sense, but in the like in the sense that like oh, I don't really care what other people think, but also fiery in that we've we've heard of him yelling and, and and having not tantrums but like outbursts in response to things in locker rooms like when he recently joined the Dallas Cowboys a team that he was barely a member of he was shouting and, and, and arguing things so I would I would consider both of those things as a clear-cut reason why someone would piss in the showers that they're combative and they're also very laid back and no care okay that's I mean obviously he means a He's a good choice because he's the easy choice. Now, why do you have such a, a, a an issue with mine, Joe? So you picked Demarcus. Oh wait, I thought it said Dexter Lawrence. Never mind. Go ahead. I agree you with dope. this one. You absolute dope. Yeah, I'm I hate dope. you. I am a dope. I am sorry, everyone, <laughs> for being so anticlimactic. If you'd picked Dexter Lawrence, I would have like driven to Washington D.C. to argue with you in person. I Sorry, chose Alexandria. Go ahead. Demarcus Lawrence, Mount Vernon. I chose Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. I think he emulates a shower pisser. I think he is high passion. He's a high passion guy. He's a punch you in the mouth guy. He's a tough guy, and he's not. A, he doesn't put on a tough guy guys either. He's he's literally a, a, a bona fide tough guy. I think he pisses in the shower. I think he doesn't care about what you have to say about it. I think he would uh, cre- create a nice nickname for the, the Shower Piss crew in Dallas, uh, like the Hot Boys. What? I think that he would take. I, I think that he would take pride in it. And if the 49ers the decided to do crew. the same thing with the Yellow Crew and emulate that, I think he would call them imposters too. He's for, I, I think that Demarcus Lawrence pisses in the shower in front of his whole team. Yeah, I, actually, this is a good pick. I will give you that. I, if again, if it was Dexter Lawrence, I'd, it would be a bad one. But the, once I realized my mistake, I completely agree with you. Just he is so willing to to cause problems and argue with people. Like we see that in in how he talks about the Giants. He all the time calls out people on the Giants. And, and I love it. Things. I think. He, and then there's the I, there's the the video clip of him walking past a kid who's asking for an autograph, and he said wrong jer- jersey, bud, and or something like that. Just to, like to turn down a kid, just as a proof of your character that you don't give a crap about, about anyone. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think he is my favorite selection all year. Yeah, that's a good. That's actually a really I, I'm a, good. Pick. I'm a Demarcus Lawrence fan. You see how I'm saying how you're saying it's a really good pick for me, and I'm just saying that you took the easy route. Hey, look, we we both have up and down picks. Okay, no, but mine I don't are think always this, spectacular. I don't think this Michael Bennett pick is a terrible one. I think they both. It's have not, s- but it's obvious. Like, if you had chosen, There's like, nothing... one of the Boses, it would have been obvious. I was debating one of the Boses, but I think they're too clean. <laughs> I think they're, like, too, like, like, they give me that that pretty boy, even though they're very aggressive on the field, but they give me that, like, pretty pretty boy, like, very well-kept uh, uh, kind of persona. Cameron Jordan would have been a good one. Yeah, Cameron, oh, dog, Cameron Jordan would have been a good one. This is what happens yeah. when you rush me. <laughs> I didn't rush you. No, I know. Yannick yeah, Ngakwe from Jacksonville would have been a no. good one. Yeah. Mm, I don't think Ngakwe. Right. I don't see Ngakwe, but. Okay, that's fine. All right, you want to wrap what us? Yep. Yeah. This was Get to the Point, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this dribble. 
We will be back next week for sure with another episode. Will Fire be with us? Will he Will he not be? Who knows? But we will be back for sure. You will continue getting this consistent content from us. As always, follow the show on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at SeanAnderson65. Also, go report at Get To The Point. I think if enough people report their account, we'll get that handle. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then, as always, uh, you can find us on the iTunes store. You can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. And if you feel like it, you can leave us a review. You can rate us. We are five-star men. Um, and feel free to interact with us on Twitter. If you are a new fan, we are very friendly with you on Twitter. We will talk about questions that you want us to cover we uh, always look for input on the show because we want to know what you guys think of the show and if you think we could improve or if you think we're doing just fine uh, also you can follow joe on twitter at joe Leon. just before he got a little mad at me thank you everybody for tuning in we'll be back next week 